2: Payne and Pendergast. Payne and Pendergast will do the top eight stories, the eight at eight at the top of the hour. John McClain joins us at 823, 825 on the show today. Um, I'm reading a tweet from at Seth C. Payne at 421 p.m. yesterday, and it says, quote, Seth, this tweet is two days old, end quote. And you say, yes, I'm searching, take the points, because it's driven me completely insane. (laughs)
1: <laughs> so, yeah. so you, for those who don't
2: know exactly what that means, um, in the NFC title game on Sunday, there was a couple instances, as we all know by now, that Dan Campbell decided to go forward on fourth down instead of kicking what would have been, for his kicker, fairly long field goals. And the commentators on TV, the various commentators on social media, at those junctures Kurt in Warner, the Kurt Warner, yeah. Uh,
1: Mike Florio, <laughs> everybody. So that's like Ari
2: Stark. He's got a name of everybody he wants to kill.
1: And the argument is always, and look, there's plenty of arguments for why you should have kicked the field goal. Don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not, uh, like, frankly, like, uh, as it is in all these decisions, it's basically 50 50 in a lot of regards. Not and a no brainer either way. As be, yeah, coaches are actually going with their gut. Like, yeah. analytics has freed them up to go with their gut, and yeah. yet somehow people feel like the decisions are all being made by computers. Um, the, the thing that drives me insane is, like, in that instance, in Rich Eisen, I'm actually doing a video with Rich Eisen. I, I got to cut up. I'll, I'll bring the audio tomorrow me tomorrow. Um, like Rich Eisen did a 10-minute segment on his show. And no fewer than four times, he said, take the points. In regarding those situations where you're kicking a... A forty five and a forty seven yard field goal. That's right. Take the points. And then they paint out they paint out a situation where and then you have those three points and you're either up by three scores or now you've tied the game with those three points. And everything plays out according to that scenario. And not a single freaking time did any of those people mention the fact that that kicker is absolutely atrocious from 45 plus yards. And I know ESPN's showing his stats from 40 to 49 yards. Ignore them because he falls off a cliff at 45 yards. Yep. He's, he's a 50, in his career, that kicker is 54%. From 45 to 50 yards. Um, and apparently, like, he's 77% from 40 to 49, but it's all, like, in the low 40s. He's a, he's he's a bad, bad kicker. Yep. And yet, like, people will, will, will make the argument, well, take the points, take the point. Like, it's just as, it's a coin flip. Yeah. It's just, they're describing the decision as reckless. Yeah. Like, okay, by that standard, it's just as reckless to, to not, to, to kick the, to attempt the field goal. Right. That's what's driving me right, crazy. Right, right.
2: So the three words, take the points. Yes, it's driving me insane. It's driving Seth insane. So I, I thought about this mm-hmm. yesterday. Is there, is there a distance for a field goal? And it may be kicker specific. I understand that. But is, is there a certain point where, Saying take the points is acceptable. Obviously, for this for this kicker, forty five and forty seven yards yep. does not pass the test.
1: I, I think okay. For one, like Rich Eisen in his diatribe against Dan Campbell and how what, what lunacy it was for him to go for it, um, even though the odds actually favored him converting both those fourth downs more than the field goal with that kicker. The he said he actually said this. He said, "Look, you did it in the first half. At the end of the first half." You chose to take the points. Yeah, you were on the three-yard line, you dummy. It was a 20-yard field goal. Of course. Then then you can say take the points. I would say anything. I'd say anytime it's like over 90%. No, no, no. It, it's not a distance. It's a combination of the probability that you'll make that field goal. Yep. Um offset by also, like, what's the situation in going for it? What's the other points? If you can do the math, if the math is relatively easy, like, yeah, take the points. And, you know, in some circumstances... Okay, if it's a if it was a forty if it was a forty yard field goal, yeah. but it was like fourth and ten. Yep, like all right, yeah, take the points. Okay, you know? yeah, yeah. Versus yeah. you know versus a a fifty yard field goal and it's fourth and one. Okay. It's not so simple that you're just taking the points. Okay, so
2: there's no hard and fast rules with this thing, but there's sort of a general vibe based on the down and distance and the crappiness of your field goal kicker. I'd say a honestly, combination.
1: F- for me to ever be comfortable saying take the points, it's got to be a ninety percent probability yeah. of making it. Okay. So it's uh, I've got a higher standard than some like, who just assume,
2: like Steph Curry shooting free throws kind of thing. Like
1: yeah, you know, yeah, that, take that, the right, right, yeah, yeah. take the free throw. So it's yeah. it's automatic. Yeah. If um. And it's uh that's and honestly that's the only thing that gets me worked up about that is people acting like Dan Campbell did the dumbest thing on earth when really the math in that situation was pretty basic like analytics doesn't need to be brought into it it really doesn't yeah yeah uh, uh, painting that as analytics is basically painting your your sixth graders. Uh, math assignment is analytics. Yeah. It's like, it's yeah. greater than or equal to, <laughs> right. uh, like in basic probability. Yeah, it's, it's just simply that. But if you're, if you're in the business, this is why I worry for Rich Eisen, Sean. I worry that he's going to destroy his whole family this week. You know why? Why? Because if you think that 54% is a is a uh, is is a take the points. Take the points. I've got it. It's a slam dunk guarantee. And you're about to spend a week in Vegas. You're screwed, man. Oh yeah. This is how this is how Vegas actually subsists. Yep. Is that there are so many people that actually think like, yeah, that's a slam dunk guarantee. A 54 percent probability. You yeah. Know, you know what's funny about the Vegas thing is there were people.
2: People know I like to play a little blackjack. People know that I like to use blackjack as a as a metaphor for certain things on this show. I've all, I've long said that uh, before I hired an NFL head coach, I would sit down and play blackjack with him so I could see how he handles things situationally. And what was funny to me about the Dan Campbell thing is people were making jokes about Dan Campbell. Like, oh, Dan Campbell probably hits on 18 at the blackjack table. Like, no, he was making a decision, as you point out, Seth, it's basically a coin flip. It's more like hitting on 16 when the dealer has a face card. Like, that is truly like a 50-50 thing and it could go one way or the other. Like, and that's and so people are like, Boy, I'd hate to sit next to Dan Campbell at a blackjack table. Like, no, he's actually the guy you want to sit next to because he's got a code and he sticks yeah. by it and he yeah. doesn't do weird things and change his decision making patterns, which most blackjack players will tell you, if you're sitting next to somebody who one one hand they're hitting on sixteen against the face card, and then two hands later they're 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 staying on sixteen against the yeah. face card. Like that's not the person you Dan Campbell's actually the exact person you want to sit next to because he's he's got a code when it comes to the fifty fifty things.
1: The um the other part about it too is was yeah, like for one, I just don't think it was nearly as right rec- like of all of his gutsy decisions that you would make. The fourth and three, when you're a team that um and, and again, a lot of the articles you read about this are using like stock charts yeah. instead of like the actual things that the teams would use. And by the stock charts, it still makes sense to go for it. But by the, the Lions charts, the Lions, partly because they practice it so much, are very, very good at fourth and short yardage. They're uh, like at 70% converting fourth and three or less. Um, so there's that. And then there's also the fact, the other thing that keeps getting brought up is, well, you know, yeah, but if you kick the field goal there, then you've tied it at 17. And I'm trying to figure out in what world that wins you the football game. And like where you're not have to, where you're not going to have to go back and score more points. Mind you that in that game, by that point too, the 49ers had scored on four straight drives. Right. So the notion that somehow, oh, yeah, we'll tie it and that'll be awesome, right? And then you're going to hand the ball off to the, so you're going to give the ball to the 49ers and that you're not going to have to score any more points to win a game when it's tied 17 to seven. Yeah. I don't, I don't get that at all scaring me insane, Sean. No, I didn't
2: I don't feel any more confident that you're not going to have your head explode at some point in the next week or two.
1: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game.
0: You have 47 new voicemails.
1: See, this is somebody just trying to... Uh, solve anything, I don't somebody think. Somebody's saying, how about you just take the guaranteed points? So <laughs> yeah, Seriously. you. I know you're trolling me, and yeah. yet people are saying that. Yeah. Like, why don't you just take the guaranteed people points?
2: People in, in influential positions in broadcasting are saying that. Yeah. Um, Seth, would you like to tell the people... Th- this is too good not to put out there. The name the name of the doctrine you'd like to put out there for accounting for quality of kicker? Or the,
1: the, the, the Agunbowale doctrine. <laughs> yes. Like, uh, like That's the extreme. Remember, people, whenever you want to test yourself on something, take the extreme example. Yeah. So when Daria Agunbowale was the place kicker for the Texans for a I good have. portion of a game... <laughs> Like, basically, almost anything the Texans did on fourth down in that game was like, oh, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Right. And yet, somehow, somehow, it's in, when it's in a, a kicker who just merely sucks as a kicker, then you're Take supposed the to go back to like, well, no, I'm going to, I'm going to, because that's the other thing people keep saying to me. They're like, well, then they should have addressed that in the offseason. Yeah. But th- that's not really Dan Campbell's issue in the moment. No. Like, is that, is that like Dan Campbell's going to sit there on the sideline and be like, gosh, I guess I should just pretend that we actually have a good kicker here? <laughs> I'm looking at this chart, and it's based on the average kicker. So I'm going to ignore the fact that we have a below-average kicker, and I'm going to consult uh, the the average kicker chart. I do feel like
2: if there's a head coach who had the ability to pretend something was way better than it actually is, it would be Dan Campbell. You know, He's got a pretty rosy view of the world sometimes.
1: This is what's annoying me. (laughs) This is what's annoying me is that I think I think there are a lot of people in the media who think they're pretty smart when they discuss this stuff, even though they're being insanely stupid, and they're th- they are almost treating Dan Campbell like he's a like he's a poor dumb idiot yeah. who's been taken hostage by the nerds, mm-hmm. and they're just like uh, they're encouraging his worst tendencies. Yeah, they really are looking. Da- they're looking at Dan Campbell like he's a big dumb animal mm-hmm. as they are saying in, in inanely idiotic things, and it's driving me insane. Um, I need to defend Dan Campbell, damn
2: it. <laughs> uh, we're getting some good texts. Previous segment, we were talking about what, what Bill Belichick's role could be if he's not going to be coaching this year. First of all, someone asked, is this a hypothetical about Bill going on TV or is it is it for real? I, it's it's hypothetical with a lot of smoke that it could happen and maybe should happen if he wants to pull a nice check this year. Bill Belichick should be a sideline reporter who can butt in whenever he wants. <laughs> that would be a fun gimmick. <laughs> So, it's third and eight here. They're coming up to center. Hey, guys, let me just tell you something right now. <laughs> <laughs> Bill, they're about to snap the damn ball. Yeah, so. Um, <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, that, that, that would be a, that'd be a fun roll for, uh, for Bill Belichick. Remove Florio from that awkward minute he has on Sunday Night Football. Place Belichick there. Boom.
1: <laughs> that is a weird one. You know, the thing about Sunday Night Football is there's so many – there's so many little things worked in, like Florio's promoting his PFT and his Pro Football Talk, yep. and then meanwhile Collinsworth has Pro Football Focus plastered all over that damn broadcast, yeah. Because he owns Pro Football Focus, uh, he's got his son on there. It's uh, it just it feels like a NASCAR production of some sort, yeah. Like there's just should be everybody should be wearing patches for who they're actually representing, yeah.
2: <laughs> the worst part is he got his kid the Notre Dame play-by-play gig. It just kills my Saturdays, man.
1: Jack, a um, uh, Jack, Jack
2: yeah. Collinsworth. Just yeah, oh, he's,
1: he's so he does the color commentary, play by, or play,
2: or play, by play, yeah. Okay. And Jason Garrett is the color commentator. That's Dude, weird, they're just. Man. I thought. I mean, I thought my alma mater had more stroke than that with their broadcast partner.
1: It's weird that they don't. I don't understand how there can be so many, like so many notable football players out of Notre Dame, and yet they keep hiring guys who didn't go to Notre Dame. It's weird. Like, yeah. I like I like I get Drew Brees and everything that makes sense and yet like I feel like there's there's got to be there's got to be some pretty good Notre Dame alum there that are that, w- that would be good on the broadcast and that the like the Notre Dame fans would really love. Well the
2: weird thing is like through the years it's not only that they haven't gotten Notre Dame people to be on there it's that like Drew Brees went to Purdue and destroyed Notre Dame a few times. Uh, yeah. Doug Flutie went to Boston College which is Notre Dame's hated Catholic rival. Um Pat Hayden Went to USC and was the color commentator for like ten years. Now he was pretty good, and I will give all of them credit. They all get appropriately excited when Notre Dame does things. They don't show any sort of bias like that. But uh, yeah, Jack Jack Collinsworth actually went to Notre Dame, <laughs> and he's the play-by-play guy. So these things, these rules are not hard and fast. His
1: uh, his Bettis ever been a part of the broadcast? No. I don't know if I'd like him as a color commentator. No, I I, I'd be willing to try. I'd be. Willing what about to- Golden Tate? <laughs> What are you what list are you looking at right now? I'm looking at the list of <laughs> Notre Dame fighting Irish football greats. Okay. Give me some more. <laughs> uh, what about Chris Zorich? Uh, I know he's not like a Hall of Famer or anything, no. but he was a, he was a real bright guy, wasn't he? Very
2: bright guy. Yeah, a classmate of mine actually. I, insane on the football field, but yeah, he's a bright guy, law degree. Yeah, but yeah. not
1: is he is he not a great media president? I don't or know.
2: I I don't think he's done it. I don't think he's broadcasted
1: before. What about Zach Martin? Does he just be selfishly playing football instead of yeah, yeah,
2: he's continuing to play football. Now, Nick Martin's available, and we know yeah. Nick Martin. Boy, Nick Martin is a bundle of fun on the microphone. He's a he's a real joy on the microphone, Nick Martin. Is he not? He was terrible in press conferences here. He uh, was awful.
1: Yeah, I guess, but that's different, though, too. Oh, what about Bob Golick? Is he still alive? Bob Golick. <laughs> um, not Mike Golick, but Bob Golick. I think so. I think he's still alive, yeah. What about Mike Golick? Uh...
2: I'm I'm a little surprised he hasn't gotten a shot yeah. at it if you want to know. Why the, the hell? Truth.
1: Especially once, yeah, once Mike and Mike broke up, I'm yeah. really surprised. They wouldn't, you know, Mike, that would make a lot of sense. Yeah, for sure. What the hell's wrong with them? Yeah. Why is know. Mike Golick not on the Notre Dame Bro I'm going to tweet this out I right don't. now. <laughs> I'm going to get Mike some work. The man. most
2: random Seth Painter. And he's doing commentary on games on Westwood One. He's really good.
1: So, yeah. What about Brady Quinn?
2: Brady Quinn would be great. He'd be fun.
1: He'd be good. Yeah. He's a full-time broadcaster. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's got a pretty good. He's
2: he's not so bad on the eyes either.
1: No. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No, he's very handsome. I'm not afraid to say that.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.